0: All the way slip through early day.
1: Cemeteries drowned in morning doom. Hi, welcome to FilmFems. The The podcast
0: where two trans women talk about interesting movies. And their relevance to queerness. And their
1: relevance in general. I'm your co-host, Meredith. Your other co-host, Alita. And welcome to the most heterosexually enjoyable podcast about movies i that that there is period Mm -hmm. we got Uh, the award donald trump
0: (laughs) came by and said here's your award this is the most heterosexual
1: (laughs) no Uh, if anyone it would be uh whoever um the freaking oscar guy is
0: oscar who decides the
1: oscar who decides the the who decides the oscars oh the
0: the king of the oscars (laughs)
1: Yeah, so we're doing a we're doing a year end wrap up, and uh, I don't think like a top ten list would be very applicable a- applicable for us. Sorry, mm-hmm. because uh, we aren't able to watch a lot of movies <laughs> is, is the thing. We're we just... aren't able to watch every movie that comes out this year. We're like the
0: hit CBS show Two Broke Girls. Yeah, that's us.
1: And we can't go see every movie we want to. See, if if that was the original name of the, the show, if, mm-hmm. if we were just going to talk about the TV show Two Broke Girls, mm-hmm. uh, but we decided on movies instead, just it in general. Really close, but... It was really close. It was a close call. But yeah, so I was thinking for this episode, we could just have a year-end wrap-up where we just talk about movies that we saw and movies that we want to see. We're just going to have a a chill convo about the stuff we like this year, I think. Yeah, so, I watched a little movie called Baby Driver.
0: Uh Uh, Uh-huh. You both watched a little movie called Baby Driver, (laughs) in fact.
1: Mm Mm-hmm, that came out this year, and I still enjoy it. I still enjoy Baby Driver. Despite its flaws, I think it's a fun movie. I still wish
0: I could like Baby Driver. I still sometimes think about it and like, man, I wish I could like that movie. Yeah, I wish there was anything in that movie that
1: I thought was interesting at all. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> uh, yeah, like I I still enjoy Baby Driver, and I still it's like one, I I still think that like second to Get Out, it's like one of the funnest, uh, experiences I've had in a the theater, mm-hmm. uh, because. Um, I, like, made quite a drive to go see it with a friend, and we, we snuck in scones from Panera Bread, and <coughs> it was a lot of fun, uh, and, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, speaking of um, a movie that I mentioned there, but uh, Get Out is also one that I saw, and I enjoyed a lot,
0: now is the is arguably the best movie to come out this entire ding dang year.
1: I think you know one of the most like, important ones, at least like definitely, definitely like it's it's on every top ten list. <laughs> I I yeah. want to say it's it's a pretty like remarkable movie and yeah. it's one of I, the smartest, really well made horror
0: movies I've ever watched. Oh yeah, like, mm-hmm like it it nails every single aspect of it so well the social commentary as well as just being a really
1: good horror film absolutely and it's like already all, it is already like made itself the pop culture icon of 2017 i want to say because mm-hmm. like I, people reference it constantly without saying yeah. like get out like i i was watching a stream and uh the the streamer just like made a sunken place reference out of the blue yeah like this movie only came out this year and it's already like people are making like references to it that is that are immediately like icon like just the iconography of the movie has already like solidified itself yeah and that movie sticks with you
0: especially in a year like this year it's a very important movie i super enjoyed it i like I also it had way more like really good like visual shit in it. Oh yeah. Than I thought was gonna be in it too. Like the whole like falling down the well, like him like reaching up and shit. Like that stuff is like beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that movie's just really, really fucking good. And as Jordan peele tweeted, Get Out is a documentary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it certainly is. It certainly is. Because like Get Out is the most like something that else else that makes it like the most like iconic movie of this year is it's like it, it is the most 2017 movie of this year. Yeah. And I I'm pretty sure it like just like uh, reflects people's feel it like just general mood yeah this of this year so well and and...
0: uncomfortableness about existing at all in this fucking country and in this political
1: climate at all like Mm -hmm. and and like (laughs) that feeling and exclusive to like people of color yeah like it's pretty like remarkable and pretty awesome that a movie that has that like specific point of view uh could garner like so much uh cultural relevance or, or cultural um, praise, I'd say. Yeah. I can nail just
0: the feeling of being an outsider in a, in a space that you're in. And specifically about you know race stuff. But also just... I I don't want to... I'm not going to try to like, twist it to be about... Because I, I don't think I've ever felt anything close to what it feels like to be the only black person in that room. But I've mm-hmm. been the only queer person in that room before. so I Oh, yeah. A little bit of being the other... Mm -hmm. yeah but that movie does such a good job of just conveying that yeah all this is like fucking weird and you're just constantly on edge waiting for somebody to make some fucked up comment to you Mm -hmm. this
1: movie is like very specific to blackness in america but like it's also it, it also says some like really like powerful stuff about like what it means to be marginalized too and yeah like for that uh, like even though this is really specific to blackness, especially with like the the twist in it, um, mm-hmm. it's it, it's it's something that I'm I'm really glad uh, got the appreciation it did this year. Yeah, for sure. And, and it and earns it across the board. And honestly, I would have voted for Obama a third time if I could have. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> uh, but yeah another another movie uh, that comes to mind when I think of like um, like movies that came out this year that reflect this year, uh, a movie that I have really mixed feelings on, but I saw it recently um, Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Is that the it's... full
0: name of that movie?
1: Yes, that's the full name okay. of that movie. I, I just call it Three Billboards uh, just because it, it rolls off the tongue, but they um, want to the, be The trailer really I saw a
0: hundred times just called it Three Billboards. So... But there's a subtitle that says... Oh, okay. I was barely paying attention. It was an ad between episodes of
1: Nathan for you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's what you meant. Because I also watched the trailer for it a hundred times because uh, it's... There's a really good trailer for it. There's a really fucking good trailer for it. But um, it's it's a movie that's about the the harm that comes when we glorify p- people in positions of power, specifically police. But it's also like if this if this kind of premise was made by someone like Quentin Tarantino. But it's a like Martin. I I mean that because like it's a Martin McDonough movie, and Martin McDonough's movies have a lot of like really high octane aggression about them this movie is really fucking angry and for for reasons that are good but it's a a really rough around the edges which i can like admire uh admire it for but it's still a really entertaining watch not really in what this movie has to say but where this movie goes in places that are like really surprising and really entertaining too and i do want to do like an episode on it uh like i kind of <laughs> want to do an episode on it uh just because like i feel like that there's a lot to talk about with like i do want to see it, uh... uh light spoil i'm going to be really vague about this but like a light spoiler i guess is that it ends on this really <laughs> it, it really really it ends on this note that that also reflects the general mood of 2017 of just like Mm -hmm. being really tired but also angry and just like (laughs) seeking whatever resolution you can and it has this like mood of like (laughs) skin your local rapist Uh, and that's like where it ends and it's a pretty it's pretty good like it's it's a pretty phenomenal movie uh and i thought it seemed interesting Mm -hmm. When I saw, like,
0: that commercial I saw a hundred times. But I was like, this could go either way. It could either be good or it could be, like, one of those cheesy movies. But, yeah, I would love to do an episode
1: about it. And uh, on the same day I saw that, I uh, went and saw... I I did a double feature. I I did two double features this year at my movie theater. Mm -hmm. And both of them were... Like, both of these double features were both movies that I loved a lot. Which was... Mm -hmm. very choice. Uh the movie I saw with us was Lady Bird. And even you've seen Lady Bird, I wanted to watch that. Still. Yeah, Lady Lady Bird is really great. It's uh like just really it's it's like a coming of age movie. That's probably the most authentic feeling coming of age movie I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh it's just follows this um young girl that goes to Catholic school in Sacramento, California, and it just like follows her in her senior year um, and it's really like she comes from like a lower middle class family and it just like feels really sweet in a really authentic way and I was like grinning like an idiot the whole time it was a really amazing movie hmm. a really charming movie too and, and it has like pacing that I love it has like this montage style pacing that is um keeps you with it even though it like is supposed to span uh over the course of an entire year I watched the trailer and it seemed
0: really good. Now I was going to go see that, but then Star Wars came out. So we went and saw that.
1: Now, speaking my of Star the- Wars.
0: My <laughs> local theater got Lady Bird in my room. I was like, I'll take you to see a movie for your birthday, which was like a week ago, a week and a half ago. The 16th, so whatever that was. But, but then Star Wars also came out. I was like, I want to see the Star Wars because everyone was talking about the Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And so it was a good Star Wars, right?
0: Yes, it was a very good Star Wars, and all the all the nerds, all the racist nerds, they're talking shit about my girl, Rose Tico, can fuck off and die.
1: Yeah, it's a yeah. They can all fuck off and die, and it was a really good Star Wars. I sorry, heteros. <laughs> <but> <laughs> sorry, Rose heteros. <laughs> oh no, we lost our spot for the most heterosexually <laughs> enjoyable queer podcast about movies. <sighs> we right. lost that award. Damn it. But yeah, it's it's a phenomenal movie, and it's it's a movie that, like, brings into question, like, the romances, like, how Star Wars in general is romanticized, and, like, how it yeah. talks about Jedi, and that was, like, such a pleasant surprise, and I was, like, once, once, like, that conversation started to happen in the movie, and once, like, this movie's also really anti-capitalist, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like once those themes started being brought up, I was like grinning ear to ear. Yeah, the whole movie.
0: That's the thing. Um, for a long time, with Star Wars, expanding universe has gotten into like the fact that Jedi's are not that great and that they're actually just space cops mm-hmm. and all this stuff. But I never expected an official Star Wars movie to go there, and this movie does in a mm-hmm. way that feels so genuine and like good and like I just love I just loved it like I'm so glad that in the year 2017 we got a Star Wars movie that finally acknowledges that the Jedi order sucks and the way they did things sucks mm-hmm. and that and that the whole message of the movie is that the old Jedi order is dead but Jedi will continue and they're going to usher in a whole new era of the Jedi and a whole a better era that I think the message of that movie is like the kids are going to
1: do it better than we could have ever done it. Yeah. In yeah. a lot of ways. And it's really light, fucking light cool. Last Jedi spoilers, but I can put a disclaimer before the episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, I, I feel like the, like the Last Jedi is a movie that you can't really talk about without mentioning spoilers. But yeah, I, yeah. I think... It's... I, I think it's really good. And I... I so good. There's a really dumb-as-hell take I've seen going around about how um, the new the, the new Star Wars trilogy are not canon because George Lucas is not attached to them. And that's a dumb-as-hell take because George Lucas was barely attached to the Star Wars movie that everyone argued... That all the Star Wars nerds say is the best one, Empire Strikes yeah. Back. He, like, yeah. he is... The only credit that he has in it is the story credit, and that's basically saying, like, oh, he was the... He, like, like looked over and I was like, this seems all right, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, or he gave, like, the bare bones, like, where it needs to go for the story to continue, and he didn't, he, like, he didn't touch the fucking screenplay. He didn't and touch also, directing it at all. It looks over the fact that the first Star Wars was a fucking
0: mess before all of his editors saved that fucking movie. Yeah. I watched this video recently of basically breaking down all the scenes that were in the original cut and how they were laid out versus like what they did to make that movie a watchable movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need like, to fucking see that. I, I feel like that yeah, would be really should interesting. Yeah, I send that to you. Because it just talks about, like, George Lucas's wife was the one that made it, so the end of the movie, the Death Star was going to attack the Rebel base. And they did that all through editing, basically. Really? Because originally the rebels just attack the Death Star and blow it up with like no threat towards the towards the rebels or anything. They just okay. go there and blow up. Yeah, it's fascinating. And also there's like four different scenes of Luke at the beginning just interjected between like random scenes of it's like random scenes of Luke walking around on uh, the planet while the that's space funny. stuff is happening. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's funny
0: like it's it's really bad and I'm like yeah george lucas was never good at things i don't yeah. think yeah he's a good mm-hmm.
1: ideas man but he should not have you should not he, he should definitely not be hailed as like the pop cultural mastermind Yeah, because that everyone wants that that every dumbass nerd wants to make him out to be because the
0: prequels are george lucas unhinged or like un unle- <laughs> unleashed People George say Lucas unleashed people say that Hideo Kojima needs an editor, but man, they really should've edited that
1: man the George Lucas's shit. Yeah. Uh one last thing about Star Wars before we move on to other movies, but uh like The Last Jedi also sort of really where where the for- like I like the Force Awakens a lot, but I like the Last Jedi better. Uh, the The Force Awakens so is like good. the Star Wars movie for the people that love Star Wars, and it's Absolutely. like sole influence is the original trilogy. Like that's the feeling that I get from it. While mm. um, while the Last Jedi like brings in a lot of influence from like Casablanca and like goes back to, um goes but goes back to like old samurai movie being l- like uh a hmm. very clear specific influence especially I mean, with how the jedi order is described yeah especially
0: in the spoilers 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 in like snoke's lair like the armor design on the guys in like snoke's room are like original star wars fucking designs that were super like samurai focused oh, really? like yeah, because like George Lucas's original idea for like the the stormtrooper and like Darth Vader's armor was like samurai armor, and that's the whole vibe I got from those like red armor dudes. Is like, oh yeah, this is just like weird samurai
1: armor. <laughs> this is kind of just that's... being a start, a, a Star Wars, uh, yeah, a fan cast. But I kind of love it. I kind of love this conversation. And also the
0: cinematography and the lighting and everything about that scene is really fucking good. Oh, yeah. The red
1: is... That, that, like, really vibrant red is such a great, like, design element. Uh, Also, I love how messy the lightsaber battles in this movie are. Yeah. They're, they're like... They don't feel choreographed. They they feel (laughs) like that they're being um, constructed by two people that are sort of unfamiliar with yeah using a lightsaber which is for sure true it, it's, it's a, just it's a really good. good scene um the whole movie is very good it turns out yeah the the movie is the, the movie is phenomenal uh let's move on to other stuff yeah
0: speaking of things that are very beautiful and good i think john wick chapter two is one of the best movies of this year and it it's really? incredible yes So maybe movie john i did wick, not see john wick is so good uh-huh it, the premise, it seems dumb. On paper, it seems like it would be dumb. A man loses his wife. The wife sends him a dog. Or, like, basically it's set up before her death that she that uh, this dog would be delivered to him and say, Here, here's this dog to help you cope with your grief. I love you a lot. This man then goes on to meet these Russian punks that break into his house and kill his dog. And he decides, what? I'm going to fucking kill all these people. Because John Wick what used to be in the mob and John Wick used to be the man that they would call to murder the fuck out of anybody they want to call. He was the boogeyman, the
1: Baba Yaga. I feel like you're quoting the movie now. Are you? Yes. Okay. Yes. They literally call him the Baba Yaga. <laughs> this man's the and... Baba Yaga of the mob.
0: Yeah. And um, the first movie is about that. And the first movie is very good. And the thing I appreciate so much about John Wick 2 is it sets up so much of that world. There's so much world building in John Wick 2. It's wild. They set up this whole entire universe, this assassin (laughs) underbelly, this, like, world where you spend weird coins with your assassin buds and you give them this amount of your weird coins. And there's this hotel where it's, like, supposed to be your safe ground. Where if you're staying at the hotel, you can't be killed by other assassins. Holy shit! And you just go there, and and there's like this like understanding that you go down to the bar in this hotel, and you just talk to people that are probably trying to kill you, but you just chill and talk to them. John Wick Two is amazing. That, I like so that good. dynamic a lot. Uh, I, I just the idea like that as a concept, I like a lot. Yeah, the fact like after the first movie like which is a great action movie. The second movie sets up such an interesting world. They did so much with it. And also the cinematography in it is amazing. Like just the visual imagery in that movie is so good. The fights are so good. There's a whole scene that happens in like a maze of mirrors. <laughs> it is amazing and you don't ever see a single camera person which seems impossible. Holy shit. But they do it. Yeah. You
1: should watch John Wick. I need. I. I, I should watch John Wick. Uh, another movie They're that really I, I wanted to see this uh, year oh, was. Oh, also, Will Defoe
0: is in the first John Wick. So you what? should watch John okay, Wick. Okay, I'm watching it. <laughs> yeah. Will Defoe is a sniper, man. Oh, who's
1: John Wick's friend? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, another speaking of like John Wick like movies, um, a movie that I've been really wanting to see, like since this conversation can also be movies that we want to see that came out this year. Uh atomic blonde Mm-hmm. i want to see that as well i i've heard that I there's heard... like i i've heard mixed things about it but i've also heard I've about heard like they, a really they kill impressive a lesbian and that's gross yeah but... i i've heard there's this like really impressively choreographed uh fight scene in a stairwell that goes like out and into a car and it turns into a car chase and it's just one long unbroken take and i kind of want to watch the movie just for that and I mean, one of the people from John Wick worked on that movie, so yeah, yeah. I, I like the idea of action movies that are directed by stunt by like former stuntmen. Yeah, that's like that's, that's good. That's <laughs> that's amazing. That's, jo-
0: that's John Wick. I think also like the director John Wick, like all he ever did was like some music videos or something too. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Those movies are good. And Atomic Blonde looks great. I need to watch
1: that. Uh, so the the movie that I double featured with uh, Get Out was uh, Logan. A hey, bub. Logan. Snick, they... snicked. <laughs> <laughs> my, favorite, uh, my favorite Logan quote. Uh, <laughs> my fav- I... ba- favorite Logan quote. <laughs> hey, bub. Snick, snicked. It's... Logan's really good like speaking of like ad- along with the new Star Wars it's like a movie that de- that's a genre piece that like brings into question the stability of the genre in, in the movie yeah. and it's does a really fucking great job at it is really entertaining has a lot of heart and character and feels like a western like a, like a superhero movie yeah. that takes a lot of influence from westerns in a really yeah cool way that i love it also does the
0: new star wars stuff of playing off the stuff you know because we've been seeing hugh jackman play wolverine for a long time mm-hmm. and it takes that stuff and breaks your fucking heart over it oh yeah yeah absolutely like it it takes a thing that it uses your own knowledge about the things that happened in the past against you. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you watch Star like... Wars,
0: Star Wars, it's like, hey, remember this thing a lot of times, especially with like The Force Awakens. It's like, hey, remember this thing. Mm-hmm. Logan is like, hey, remember this thing. We're going to break your fucking heart about how it's all bad now.
1: Yeah, the implicate, like, it, for people that like grew up with X Men, it like the implications it uses with that it, are, yeah, absolutely crushing. Yeah, that movie, and it's, is and it's great. rough. It, it's really rough. It's, um, it's,
0: it's hard to watch, it's also incredible. <laughs> mm hmm. I'm uh, like I'm still so
1: surprised that movie even got made. Yeah, yeah, it's like one of, of the most violent action movies I've ever seen.
0: It's not only that, it's them taking these characters that so many people grew up with and loved and them saying, "Oh yeah, uh, Professor Xavier, he's like he's got dementia and he's like losing his mind and like a danger to society." And mm-hmm. Logan, he's <laughs> like he's like drinking and like and like about to die. And is just like miserable and doesn't want to do anything for anybody more so than he ever has. Like it takes so much of that stuff, and it's like at the end of the day, it just makes a really, a really compelling and affecting human drama. And it's more—it's more about the human drama and their relationships than it is about oh, there are superheroes in
1: this. Yeah, it's a—it's like, like a really, a heartfelt and soul-crushing human drama that happens to have. Uh wolverine in it yeah
0: and there's also weird like sci-fi shit in it like i mean i guess superheroes are technically sci-fi but there's also the trucks that drive themselves on the freeway
1: yeah this movie has a lot of like really uh great like world building
0: yeah it's got like so subtle like super subtle futurism
1: like Mm -hmm. stuff in it and it's very it, cool. it does this really great thing with like, like really subtle uh, notions that like comparing class struggles in this movie that I found really surprising because like yeah. they, uh, like in this movie Logan uh, Logan's career um, he's making money by uh, working as a limo driver and. <laughs> A lot of like really compelling stuff is done with that with seeing like how these two classes of like how these two sides of the world live and how like one is sort of overwhelmingly benefiting while the other one is struggling like while the other one is just being hunted pretty much
0: not only is he he's working as a limo driver and trying to get money to buy black market drugs for professor xavier like yeah because he probably can't get them the real way because they're either too expensive or whatever like like that's the whole thing is that he's just like trying to get the drugs to keep him from destroying the world with his mind uh that's (sighs) it's good it's a good movie yes it's Um... very good also they're gonna make an x2 movie about the little
1: girl and that sounds so really fucking good Oh, that's that's gonna be a good movie. To sort of top off the the movies that I saw this year, um, I finally watched a good time, a movie that I was really mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing for a while, and it was a good movie. It was a hoot. Was it was it a good time? Yeah, it was a good time. To- it, it was a it it was a good time. It was a good okay. time. I uh, I didn't know this, but uh, until after the movie, but uh, the reason it's called Good Time is. Uh, like good time is prison slang for being let out early because of good behavior oh okay and uh i I don't want to spoil it because like a a lot of like it's a phenomenal movie and like how it reveals stuff and in a really soul crushing way but um Mm -hmm. like it's it's surprisingly good with representing mental people with mental illness and, like, yeah. a lot of different factors of people's lives that, like, we see sort of uh, upper-class people struggling with it and lower-class people struggling with it. And, like, the differences between that and, like, this—and it happens in the background, too, in, like, a really captivating way. Because um, the, the movie is basically an odyssey through, like, the underbelly of New York. Um, and, That's- like, oh, there are a lot of characters met a lot along the way. It's kind of a dark comedy— In the way of just, like, how characters constantly are fucking up in this bank robbery. Robert Pattinson uh, plays as this kind of, like, scumbag dude. That's, like, trying to right one wrong that he did. And continuously, like, fucking up people that are just trying to be nice. And people that that care about him along the way. And it's, like, a frustrating experience watching it. But it's marvelous. It's... Absolutely marvelous and it's one of the best soundtracks I've heard in a movie this year. Uh really like glittery scents throughout the movie. And like there's a lot of neon in it too, so that like really reflects it really well. It was good. Sounds good. A twenty-four continues to kill it. A twenty-four continues to kill it. And speaking of a A twenty four, do you want to get into movies that we wanna see? I so 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 badly want to see The
0: Florida Project. Yeah. Now, this has been a long a long running conversation between me and Meredith. Mhm. That <laughs> we just really want to watch The Florida Project. It didn't play anywhere near us. Me, yeah. We don't know when it's going to get released. It's now up on Amazon to pre-order for 15 bucks, but they won't tell you when they're actually going to drop the movie for it so I can actually watch yeah. it. Yeah. And I just want to watch it because it's got Willem Defoe in it and it seems really heartfelt and good.
1: Yeah, Willem Defoe in a really heartfelt character too, so that's kind of good. It has good. him yelling, have
0: a nice day! I love you too!
1: It also seems to be about, like, lower class struggles in a, in a way that feels seems really good. honest and heartfelt. And I love Sean Baker a lot. He did this movie in mm. two thousand fifteen called Tran- *Tangerine*, that's about uh, two trans sex workers sort of like navigating LA. And I, I've meant to watch that. We should do an episode about. Yeah, that. We, we we really should. We really should because the like that movie. Also, like um, earned. Uh, I I am forgetting her name, and I'm getting so frustrated. Um, Maya Taylor. That's right. Maya Taylor Mm -hmm. uh, is won a spirit award for this movie. And she's the first trans woman to win a spirit award in acting. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's fucking great. Like that, this movie is so phenomenal. And a lot of people like it, it went under a lot of people's radars because another sort of quirk about it is that it's shot on iPhones. Oh, it's that movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, But yeah, yeah, it has a lot of heart behind it, and it's... I remember hearing about that, but never hearing anything else about the movie. Yeah, we should do an episode of that in the future. But uh, yeah, so... Oh, another movie... uh, Fuck, I forgot. My, like, fucking... I forgot about my... Probably my favorite movie this year, Blade Runner. Blade Runner 2049.
0: The thing is that we're going to actually have to have...
1: A real episode about Blade Runner. Yeah, because there's a lot to talk about about it. That movie is so dense with things. I've only seen it once, and I feel like I've only scratched the surface of what actually goes yeah. on in the movie. Uh, but so all I'll say
0: is Denny Villeneuve somehow made a movie that has way more plot than the original Blade <laughs> Runner, but also feels e- it feels equally as dense and um, like strange. And incredible as the original Blade Runner, and equally groundbreaking as the original Blade yeah. Runner too. Absolutely. I'll also say that um, it's like three hours long, but and and I was, it, and uh, the thing I said after it came out, I was like, well, to make a movie like the original Blade Runner that also that is paced like the original Blade Runner that also has a plot and things to fall fo- like things to say you need to make it at least three hours long
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: also i want i want them
1: to release that extended cut that's like four hours long yeah yeah i am I'm, I'm going to get the blue the blu-ray comes out uh mid-january and i'm getting it for that reason hell yeah uh
0: i'm so, excited
1: yeah i i also like want it really other movies that came out this year that just didn't make it anywhere near us uh the disaster artist um, the Disaster Artist is playing
0: at my local theater. Damn it! Fuck. Actually, and I want to see it. Maybe I'll. I have too much to do tomorrow. Yeah. I've just been working so much <laughs> that I haven't. Like I wanted to see it, and maybe I'll try to go see it this week if it's still playing.
1: And I was playing in a yeah. in a town that's like two hours away, but like I I can't make a drive out there whenever yeah, their I'm... movie is. Like that's how I saw three billboards and Ladybird.
0: Yeah, I like didn't think it was going to play here but when we went and saw star wars i saw them like had sh- they had show times for the disaster Artist, and i was like what the
1: fuck yeah
0: yeah i need to try and go see that before it leaves, because they were showing ladybird here too but i already missed it it's out of, it's out of theaters now so mm-hmm. well it should be on digital
1: soon hopefully yeah for uh, sure so the disaster artist um yeah, so okay. uh, I'm, I'm going to lightning round through uh, some other movies that I really wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Killing of a Sacred Deer, which is a horror movie uh, from the writer and director of The Lobster, which is a movie that we're definitely going to do an episode about because The Lobster is mm-hmm. great. Um, Brigsby Bear, uh, a comedy that uh, has a really fantastic premise and Mark, Hamil- Mark Hamill is in it. Oh, um, that's the Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And, uh, A Ghost Story, which is like a really heartfelt drama with a, another really captivating mm. premise and a really good trailer, too. Uh, okay. Sorry. I did blow through those. <laughs> okay. I have a
0: few more movies that I actually saw this year that I want to talk about, though. Okay. I saw Fast and the uh, Fate of the Furious this year. Uh huh. And as a, not a long time fan of the Fast and Furious movies, but as someone that watched all those movies this year and really loved them and their like focus on them creating their own weird chosen family and then also them becoming weird action movie stars, <laughs> I thought Fate of the Furious was just okay. And they did some weird, s- they did some bad stuff. It was not the best movie. I was kind of disappointed. It's still okay. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a decent action movie. Um, what else? Uh, I saw it. New oh hit, yeah, I've been. I need to had, see the new it. Which, same director of photography from The Handmaiden... <laughs> What? Which is a movie you'll hear you'll hear us talk about
1: soon. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the next episode. We we kind of put a we we said that was going to be the next episode, but we remember that we had to fit in our year end yeah. stuff somewhere. So. Our
0: uh, scheduling got fucked at yeah. some
1: point, but
0: but uh, it's just really good. It's a really it's like a fun story about kids. It's got incredible cinematography. It's really from what as far as i know is like done justice to that story they're gonna do a second one to f- focus on the adult half of the story later and i'm super excited for it it was really good i enjoyed it also technically the handmaiden came out in america this year <laughs> and you should all watch the handmaiden is that your movie especially of the if year? you are a gay
1: is that yes is that your movie? for sure <laughs> The hand absolutely the handmaiden U.S. releases Alita's movie of the year. Yes, uh, I'd, I mean I'd say my movie. There are a of lot of good years. movies this year, yeah.
0: But like, honestly, you should watch the fucking handmaiden. Yeah.
1: My movie of the year is Blade Runner twenty forty nine because
0: that's close. If mm-hmm. we're if we're going for actual release, that's probably <laughs> it for me too. Blade Runner is really good. I'm so... just gonna say, just say your one favorite film, films memory of this this so far okay that's good
1: um our talk on baby driver was really great and yeah, our that was good yeah what was yours because i have another one i just can't think of I, it um
0: i gotta say talking uh being totally floored by melstone's recommendation of velvet gold oh Mine. Yeah, yeah that was a high for me and, too and then like watching and just talking to her about it like blew me away and also i still really like our original blade runner episode i think we have good things to say about it uh if
1: i i i I would say like if i had to pick a favorite it would be the the velvet goldmine episode but um i would have to say that like other than that i really like our talk on her yeah i think our episode on her is a really strong one yeah We've done, we've, we've,
0: I'm glad we're doing this podcast to wrap up. I'm glad that we're doing it. I Aww. hope other people like listening to it because I have a great time doing it every, every single time. It's great to talk movies and watch stuff that we've never seen or like watch stuff that one of us has seen and hear our opinions about it.
1: Yeah. I Good time. I always look forward to recording this because like, I love this sort of like form of discussion.
0: Yeah. I love getting
1: down to the nitty gritty of movies. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i i love it when like i do love it when we disagree on stuff and then uh each one of us tries to sell the other on it i i love that a lot mm. and i i think we've had a really strong half of a year so far with this podcast and i can't wait to see we where we go well i think that's going to do it for us then uh you can find me on twitter at meridad I'm me on Twitter at it's Alita. And You can follow the podcast on at Film Fems Pod. I want to thank Mel Stone for letting us use her song "Passing" off the EP Coney, which you can find on Melstone.bandcamp.com. And uh, next week, when we're going to have our Handmaiden episode, like we said, and uh, it's it's a really good episode. Like we we kind of did something different and just sort of like talk through the entirety. Of the plot of The Handmaiden and sort of like summed up our opinions on the there's a way. lot of it. And there's a lot of The Handmaiden because you there's can't really talk it. about we The talk... Handmaiden without knowing what happens in The Handmaiden. And it's an extra long episode. Mm-hmm.
0: For us, at least. It's very good. Yeah. It's a good conversation. And I think it's a really strong episode to uh, start the new year. And also, you should start the new ha- uh, new year
1: with The Handmaiden. hmm Yeah. Good. All right. So go check out The Handmaiden. It's on Amazon Prime and uh if y'all have that but yeah so thanks for listening uh and we'll see y'all next I mean
0: week a hypocrite but let's maybe slow it down a bit let the current flow through and over you pulling us into that deep deep blue.